Well, and something about your website copy and being more inclusive is that a heterosexual couple or heteronormative couple might not see the small changes in your word choices, Mm -hmm. but an LGBTQ plus couple is definitely going to see that and recognize it and say, oh, they are caring for me. They are watching out for how they're addressing Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. y'all today i have michelle gunn of gunshot photography on the podcast to talk all about how to be more inclusive in your business we dive into our favorite champagnes road trip podcasts and of course lgbtq plus inclusivity in the wedding industry we had a blast getting to talk together and michelle brings a ton of insight to areas where you can have more inclusive language as well as how to be an ally so let's go yep. the last big like wedding expo that i did um right before the pandemic started or before lockdown uh, mm-hmm. it uh I was like kind of just just diagonal to a winery and they had like a case of champagne. So anytime that there was yes. a hole, I'm like, I just need I just need a little bit more celebration. I'm going to come over <laughs> and get Top it off, please. Plus their champagne is like this like almond something. Uh, oh, my God. Almond is my so like, good. that's the champagne we had at our wedding. Like, oh, nice. and when I told people, I was like, we're having almond champagne. They were like. No, I'm not about that. I was like, you have never had almond champagne. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what it would taste like the first time that I tried it because I don't really like champagne. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a big, like, you know, brute or whatever. Yeah. Like, the dryness. Yeah. And I tried their almond champagne and it was just, it was like slightly sweet and it was mm-hmm. smooth and bubbly and it's fun so good i was like yeah <laughs> this is a celebration champagne right now i feel like celebrating yes <laughs> oh i love all my champagne yes <laughs> but do you know what brand or like what winery um, I'm sure that other ones do. Wilson Creek, I think, was the almond champagne that we that we had. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, it was just a great. Yeah. You brought back so many good memories from my wedding. A lot of memories, but good times. Yes, yeah, we were given a bottle of champagne in uh, in the limo to take us to the hotel, and we downed the entire thing on the ride to the hotel, not thinking, oh yeah, we could probably just like sip on this <laughs> for the rest of the night. <laughs> and, uh, and we didn't like, we, because we downed it, we just left the bottle in the, in the limo and we oh, yeah. have yeah. been searching for eight years to find what brand that was. Cause it was the best champagne that we had ever had. And we even called the bartender and we we're like, and you-, hey, you do this. And he was like, oh no. No, that wasn't me. 
because the champagne that we were doing was this. Oh my god! No, that wasn't. I don't know who did this, but uh, it was really good, and it was probably going to be a search for us. We knew it had a blue label. We we're like, <clears throat> blue label champagne. Anytime we're like at a big. Uh, you know, specs or like liquor store or something. We're yeah. Around. Was it light blue or dark blue? Um, probably dark blue, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, it was also like, you know, 10 or 11 at night in a dark limo. Yeah. So <laughs> light blue. Um, but yeah, it was really good. So this has been yeah. Champagne Corner. So yes. uh, you're welcome to everyone <laughs> this Monday morning if you're looking for some champagne. <laughs> That's the other drink I have is a little mimosa right here. Yes. Ooh, I need to start doing that for morning podcasts. Yeah, Mimosa Mondays. Make it happen. Yeah, Mimosa Mondays. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> we, we love some good, like, fresh-squeezed orange juice around here. Totally. And, uh... It's, yeah. uh, because I'm in Fresno, so, like, all of our citrus fields are, like, full of oranges right now. It's just... Mm-hmm. I love it. That's, it smells so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what part of California is Fresno? Literally in the middle, like dead center in the middle. So it's like three hours to like two and a half to Yosemite, two and a half to the beach, about three and a half to LA, three to San Francisco. Okay. So I'm just like in the middle of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Good central. But it makes it convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you got to travel a little bit to go all the places. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like. But I like driving, so you just got to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about road trips and. For sure. And get a good playlist going, maybe some podcasts. Mm -hmm. And and then I, I mean, I, I drove last year. I had a photo shoot out in like West Texas, which is about eight hours away. And. I road tripped the whole way and it was, it felt like it was two hours. It, it wasn't there at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is cool. I can, I've got a good long uh, playlist. I didn't even have to repeat any songs. Oh man. <laughs> I always listen to like podcasts on the way. Like I, I do listen to some music mm-hmm. mostly when my wife gets sick of my radio, like, but I love like talk radio. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's because I'm an only child and it makes me feel like I have friends <laughs> just like talking in the car with me. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I love those I, like conversational podcasts. Those are always great. For sure. Yeah. Which I guess most of them are now that I'm thinking about it. Most of them, like they're having conversation about a topic. If it's, you know, some sort of like true crime, something it's still mm-hmm. conversational. Yes without being super interviewee. Uh, yeah. I like, um, yeah, I like the good mix of like, especially well, I'm a true crime fan for sure. So I love like the good mix of like some conversational talk, but I also like straight facts. Like I, I, I can't just have like pure, like I used to be a very big, my favorite murder fan. Uh-huh. Um, but like, they're very, it just got, it just got a little bit too much for me. Yeah. I was like, I got to skip the first hour to get to the story. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. They're constantly they're They're still one of my favorites because like, I'll just throw on a podcast while I'm working and I'm like, for sure. That's cool. Like there's are an hour and a half or two hours long, but that's fine. Yeah. Like I'll be working that long and 
and I like their their banter. Um, but sometimes I'm like, I, re- I really just want to listen to whatever these uh, stories are. And then they're just yeah. like, okay, well, we're uh, 45 minutes in. Let's go ahead and do some ads and then we'll get into the thing. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. So a good one to, if you don't haven't listened to is Crime Junkie. I really like it, but it's like 45 minutes long. So much shorter, but straight much facts. Shorter. Yeah, it's straight facts. And uh, what's her name? Ashley. Uh, yes, yeah. Ashley Flowers. Ashley Flowers. Yeah, she is such a good storyteller. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I listened to one, I had another uh, photographer friend of mine, Julie. What's up, Julie? Um, she She recommended that to me. And I had a photo shoot that was about three hours away. I was like, Julie told me to listen to Crime Junkie. And I just yeah episodes the entire way there, the it's, entire way back. And it was, yes. it was very good. I liked it a lot. Yes, I love it. Yeah. But, okay, well, talking about podcasts, let's go ahead and start this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, 45 minutes in, we can go ahead and start this. Um, <laughs> Well, welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. We are talking about being inclusive in your photography and your business. Um, today, I got Michelle Gunn with me. She is out in Fresno, California. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm Super asking excited. these questions like we haven't been chatting for. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah. Still doing well, good. Yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about you. I mean, you're based in the Fresno, California area, um, but what, what do you mainly uh, photograph? What do you love doing? Yeah, so um, I'm a wedding photographer, mostly um, LGBTQ plus couples. Um, I am a lesbian, so I just found when I was searching for my own wedding vendors, how um, exclusive the vendors in the Central Valley were. And I grew up in LA, so I had a different experience coming out, um, much more accepting. And now that the people aren't accepting here, um, they just made me not aware of how they could be more accepted. And so I just saw many things, like when I went to my first uh, wedding show that all the forms uh were bride and groom you know cater cater to bride and groom and i knew that so like i brought a red pen and like crossed off groom on every single form and put bride a little <laughs> passive aggressive yeah um <laughs> <laughs> but i just realized that there was nobody catering to the lgbtq plus community and i was a photographer at that time just doing like family and um, my wife kept on telling me to go into weddings. I was like, I don't want to do weddings. It's so stressful. Like, I don't want to be in charge of somebody's day. Like, that just seems too much. And then I did. And then one of my best friends couldn't have their wedding photographer. So they asked me to do it. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) And then I did all this education and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever done. Like, I have to do this more. And so I just kind of put that two and two together that there was a need in my community. And so I just decided that I should be the one to fill that need. That's perfect. Yeah. I love, I love that looking and seeing the need. And then instead of just being like, Oh man, like there's, there's no representation, you know, we need, someone needs to do this. Uh, Instead Mm -hmm. you're like, I can do this. (laughs) Even even (laughs) not being a wedding photographer at the time, uh, but like seeking out that education and really 
finding and i remember like for me i also started off in like family photography and senior portraits and really whatever i was just photographing my friends at that point um and then someone had asked if i could do oh i i worked for a wedding venue in college and they had a very very budget couple um and they're like could you do this for like 200 bucks and i was like um sure it's just five people i think i can do this i did it and i fell in love and then i did a little bit more research on weddings and stuff and uh, Mm -hmm. I, i feel like there's as a photographer you're either um, 100% for weddings and it's just mm-hmm. like your jam it is it is it brings you life it is good because it is super stressful uh, like you said because mm-hmm. the weight of their entire day is on your shoulder yeah. um, and it doesn't end after that day you know no. it's like you then you have to like store your photos and edit them make sure that you archive them correctly it's like a never-ending process but yeah. then I also think go back to like when I was younger and I would go through my parents' albums and I would see their wedding photos and like how amazing that, you know, 15 years later, I was looking through my parents' wedding photos. So like I take, when I'm editing somebody else's photos or I'm stressed out on the day, I'm just, I kind of just bring it back myself to that moment and be like, okay, well, in the end, it's all going to be worth it because their future generations are going to be looking at these photos and reminiscing on that, on that moment that I'm capturing. Oh yeah. It is, it is so, um, I don't know, we can go off on, on, uh, printing. I know. <laughs> and, uh, all, I'm all that, about but, it. But we, um, you know, sadly this, uh, this past, uh, fall, uh, my, my wife's grandfather passed away and we, uh, went to go, you know, to the funeral, spend time with family and everything. And, mm-hmm. um, and we were going through, he was 94, so we were going through all these photos from the 30s and the 20s and you know they had to print them back then uh there was no uh no digital computer no uh, no (laughs) nothing like that but like holding a photo that was printed like 80 years ago like that that realization was like wow this is crazy and Mm -hmm. great quality paper too uh to hold up that long um totally but yeah it got me thinking about print a lot more because like they're they got married pretty young uh because they had i think 74 years or something um so like their wedding photos were in that pile of all the photos and i was like this is this is nearly three quarters of a century old and you know they probably weren't thinking that uh, you know, their great grandkids would be holding those photos, but like the couples that we're photographing today and this week, this year in 75 years, their great grandkids could be holding their wedding photos. Uh, and it's totally. just, it's a crazy, crazy deal. It makes me very excited about my job and like, uh, <laughs> like all that pressure that we talked about, like it goes toward that, uh, that feeling of knowing that they're going to have those photos forever. For Uh, sure. But, well, yeah. And then, I mean, for the LGBT community, um, I mean, marriage has only been legal for a little over five years, yeah, almost six in June. And so it's just kind of crazy to think like, 
for so many years. I mean, of course, they had, you know, civil unions, things like that. But legal marriage has only been around for six years, a yeah. little, uh, almost six years for the LGBTQ plus community. And so, like, when a marriage or union happens, sometimes, like, I just did a wedding last year and it, they've been met together for like 28 years and they'd finally decided we should get married. And I was just like, to see like their grown kids there and like uh-huh. their s- surrounded family, it was just like, such a feeling of unity and maybe like just like overall like I don't say relief but just like gratitude that they got to build this life together and now they finally get to celebrate it yeah. with their friends and family in the legal union it was mm-hmm. it's something really indescribable oh yeah yeah that's something like super special and uh, and yeah I I I couldn't imagine like being together for 28 years and then finally like it being legal uh for mm-hmm. us to get married and um uh, that is that is really i mean it just adds to the the special and like the uh, the importance of those photos too um for sure that that celebration that's really yeah cool. um so can you um you know, we're talking about inclusivity today. Um, yes. You touch on like just like briefly, what does that look like to be inclusive as a photographer? Well, um, there's like so many different facets, but I think right. that the main thing is in your social media because that's like your most outward presence is making sure that your language is inclusive, um, especially like on your. Uh, okay, so social media, just sharing inclusive like language. Um, you could even like just sharing if you're on your Instagram, just sharing stories from other like LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus accounts or um, other stories that affect the LGBTQ plus community. Uh-huh. Like seeing other people post that, like that makes me feel so much joy because you're spreading communication about our issues, about the community. Um, and I think that in this time of business, it's so important to be outward with your political beliefs. I mean, as much as it used to be not something that you should combine with business, it's so, I think, so deeply rooted into how people are buying or using their purchasing power. They want to make sure that their interests are aligned with your interests and things like that. So I think um, like the industry that we're in and how personal we get with our clients and, uh, and, you know, people aren't, you know, most people, some people are, are sure they're looking for a wedding photographer. That's just there to take photos and they don't really care about the relationship. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not my people, but uh, there are photographers (laughs) out there for them. It's totally cool. But I think I feel like the majority, like the wedding industry has kind of shifted toward being more personal, like even talking to parents at weddings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my photographer was there for like two hours, like just the ceremony, mm-hmm. took some formals, and then we went off to the reception and they left. And I was like, yeah, yeah. no, well, we're also we're like about. they were using film and that's like so expensive like people oh, yeah. weren't, couldn't afford to pay right. somebody to be there for eight hours no yeah i shoot like one roll but, of film per wedding just like yeah aside, uh like kind of bonus thing and it's still it's super expensive to get that one role developed and i was like i could not imagine shooting an entire wedding and how much that mm-hmm. cost uh now um for but, sure yeah 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 so i 
I think so being like open within your social media and then like moving on to your website um, on your most the, the most important, I think, is your inquiry form and making sure that you don't list bride and groom, mm-hmm. either just partner, spouse. Um, and then if you want to be a step further asking for pronouns, uh, I think that's really important. So like having she, her, they, them, he, him or other in case for whatever, you know, they want to be addressed something else. Yeah. And um, and making sure. So in that this is going to be like a little extra detail. Don't say preferred pronouns because that's not it's not a preference. It's who they are. So it's just their pronouns. <laughs> so some people say preferred pronouns and I actually did that like the first time I put on my inquiry form and then I was like wait what am I doing yeah, it's, they're not preferring this this is yeah this, this is, is who they are and yeah. this is how they identify mm-hmm. so having that on your website um and then I mean going forward and it's just like in all of your marketing materials making sure it's more inclusive not just like groom bride um I think having um just you could instead of bridal party you could say wedding party or like there's like that those two sides and so just kind of making it more unity um and i think that just in general with the wedding industry we've been more inclusive with like each side having like men and women on each side so it's it's not so much just like the groom side with all the guys all the guys and the bride side with all the girls it's very mixed now i feel like in heterosexual and the queer community. Um, So I think being open is just gonna, and and inclusive is just gonna affect all of your, all of your couples across the board. Yeah. Um, And sorry, I had some notes that I took because I get stage right and I will totally forget everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me too, yeah. Um, (laughs) And so also like I've had, um, so I, I mean, we can go on from there, but it's just like being inclusive in all of your language because that's what people are going to read from like first and foremost. And mm-hmm. even like when I was saying going to a wedding show on your like, if you're giving away like an engagement session or whatever you are, like make sure you have um, either spouse or bride and bride, bride and groom. You just have all of all of the options there so that nobody's feeling like excluded because you I, I really hate when um I, I feel bad I guess when uh, couples have to ask if you're if you allow like same-sex weddings or if you're if you're open to that like that like hurts my heart because I had to ask those same questions and it's like coming out over and over again to strangers on the internet or whoever at a wedding show you're just like oh yeah. hey so <laughs> do you like the gays are you gonna photograph us uh-huh. and yeah. um and like, especially here in, you know, we're in a pretty, uh, uh, pretty red part of Texas and, yeah. uh, not a lot of inclusivity here, um, where th- I, like I have, uh, you know, photographer friends, uh, some of the people that I've mentored too, that are, are just like, uh, no, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something that I do. And it, it does hurt my heart that that's, something that would have to be asked from the couple and that they would be told no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am a hundred percent with you there. Like the whole, and kind of like going back to the, uh, like your, your copy on your website, the, your in inquiry form, all of that. Mm-hmm. Cause for the longest time, yeah, I just had, you know, bride's name, groom's name, 
you know, email address, whatever. And, uh, and then I had changed it to something and it just kind of felt weird or some, I don't know what it was. It, it was, I didn't, I didn't talk to anyone. I was just like, I think, I think I had like partner A, partner B or something. Yeah. I did that for a while too. (laughs) Yeah. And like now I have, um, your name, Mm -hmm. whoever's filling it out. Cause you know, even in, in hetero couples, sometimes the groom is the one who's, you know, filling out the form and they're, they're taking the lead in this. Uh, it's only happened like maybe three times in my entire career, but it still (laughs) happens. Um, but like I have, uh, your name and then the one that you love. And, and that's, uh, I, I know that I stole that from someone, but I was like, I love that. That is exactly like that feels, um, it feels like that encompasses everyone because it doesn't totally. matter. Um, and, you know, it's the one that they love and they're getting married and yeah. <laughs> brings a little smile like, oh, the one that I love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. You know, also recently um, I redid my uh, wedding guide. I, I give a little a little guide of tips yeah. and, you know, all those things to to my couples. Um and it was also not inclusive language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Especially if you buy them from somebody else. A lot of times mm-hmm. they aren't inclusive. So you yes. just need to go like read through and make sure you're editing uh-huh. it. Yep. Uh, and even in my, I have a wedding guide as well. And even in my like suit section, I have a picture of a woman or a few women in suits just to go like different variety of like women wear suits somewhere like pantsuit dress combination like it doesn't matter what you Mm -hmm. wear i'm gonna photograph it and you're gonna look awesome yeah exactly yeah Yeah. i think that's that's so great and uh you know i i ended up buying mine uh and one of the reasons that i did go with the template that i went with was because he um advertised that it was inclusive language and i was like that's great i don't have to go through and like you know find all the places that it says you know whenever you and the girls are getting ready or something Mm -hmm. like that and uh and and everything and it was uh it was really helpful um and i've had couples that are like yeah this is great like i'm not reading through um you know you know this is the time that you should be doing uh, hair and makeup with the ladies and this is the time for the guys to get ready it's you know it's back and back and forth like it's it's very uh, I don't know it's very open I I really like it I've I've had some some good feedback from couples so I'm I'm, I'm yeah about it well and something about your website copy and being more inclusive is that uh a heterosexual couple or a heteronormative couple might not see the small changes in your word choices, mm-hmm. but an LGBTQ plus couple is definitely going to see that and recognize it and say, oh, they are caring for me. They are watching out for how they're addressing. Oh, yeah. And... Um, and then, and then that goes just like into when you're photographing them and addressing them by their names, or if you're just like unsure, maybe they're, uh, they, they identify as they, them. And you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like keep up with that because they maybe look like me, but I still identify as they, them, which mm-hmm. can be confusing for some people. And so you can just use their, their name, just say, Hey, Michelle, now lean on, you know, Kimberly's head or whatever. Yeah. But that's how you're addressing the photo shoot or the um, just the posing because it can be a little bit 
hard for some people to either maintain their pronouns or mm-hmm. um, they just a lot of times in when you're posing like a, a straight couple or a man and a woman, they you can just say, OK, now like lean on him or lean on her. But you can't really fall back on that sometimes. So, right. Like, Plus, I mean, that's good practice to use their names anyway. Yes. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> you people, people brighten up whenever you use their names and they feel more connected to you. Uh, totally. So that's, uh, that, that would be good practice like across the board, um, mm-hmm. which sometimes whenever I'm working with couples, uh, I've partnered with a few venues where I'll do um, like little mini engagement sessions for all of their couples. Uh, so I have a That's lot awesome. of them and they're not like necessarily my couples cause they're, they yeah. haven't booked their wedding with me yet. Um, but I, I'll have a couple in a day and I'll have to like double check on my phone. Like, okay, what are their names? I need to call yeah. by their names. And, uh, totally. yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's great. And I feel like the, like, not to just keep talking about copy, but like the, no, the but- words that you use on your website, like, even if, um, if you're, you're trying to be more inclusive, which I hope you are, if you're listening to this, um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> You know, if you're if you're trying to do that, but you you haven't photographed, uh, you know, couples, uh, same sex couples, then uh, the copy on your website can really show that mm-hmm. you are inclusive, even though you don't have the photos to like show. Uh, yeah, that that can still, like you said, you know, uh, LGBTQ couple looking at different websites. If you're using those. Uh, you know, your words correctly, like in that way, they're going to pick up on that. And they're going to be like, okay, they may not have photos that look like us, but, but they're definitely thinking of us. They're thinking of us. So, you know, I feel a little bit more safe, like filling out this contact form. I'm not going to get, you know, just ghosted or, you know, sorry, you know, next. You can also include, if you want to be a little more bold, um, like at the bottom of my website, I have like a safe space for, all couples, you know, I don't discriminate against age, race, sex, gender, you know, mm-hmm. that's just standard. And I have a little uh, equality pride flag because they updated the pride yeah. flag most recently, which I don't know if you've seen, but it's much more inclusive. So it's not just uh-huh. a rainbow flag anymore, but it's got the triangle with um, the uh, transgender flag and then um, the POC. So it's like a black and a brown stripe. it's just a an updated flag to be more inclusive um Mm -hmm. because you know as much as the lgbtq plus community is a very inclusive community and um there has been like some racial issues in the past in terms of you know just with everything in life (laughs) and race has always come up so i was really happy to see that they've included um black and brown in part of like their stripes because it's a huge part of the LGBT plus history. I mean, yeah, the um, Stonewall was a black transgender woman and, uh-huh. you know, that started the whole movement and you can't replace that with anything. So yeah. I think it's really important that that was included. Yeah. I, so I was saying you can add that to your website and that would just be an outward facing, okay, this person supports me and awesome. Yeah. 
yeah that'd be great and we'll um i'll get i'll get a copy of the the flag and have that in our our show notes uh so you can download that or if there's uh you know maybe find a a link or something for like a, a hyperlinked uh something um you know i know i know some like the different badges and stuff kind of go different places yeah um, so we'll we'll find some it'll be in the the show notes I'll include uh, it yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that'll be it'll be good so um so for for like someone like me i'm a, a mm-hmm. straight white dude um but i i am uh, I want to be an ally. How, mm-hmm. like, what does that look like? Uh, what does it mean to be an ally? What does that look like in like, you know, websites, social media? I mean, we kind of already touched on a little bit, like uh, some, some wording, some photos, some different things that you can do, but what does that look like uh, more than just being uh, inclusive, but being an ally? Um, I think what well, I, I talked a little bit earlier, but like sharing story, sharing like other stories or that's that's progressing the community further, I think can really help. And just sharing, um, opening up to your followers just to know that um, this person is open because you never know who is related to somebody who is a part of the community and how that can affect their purchasing power possibly in terms of, oh, this person supports what I also believe in. Like, I, I love that they are being vocal about that um, because, I mean, I, I follow a lot of LGBTQ plus community uh, wedding photographers. So I see a lot of it like in their stories, but mm-hmm. when I see one of my just... I don't say straight wedding photographers, but when they post also like wins for the community, it just makes my heart like flutter. Like I'm just like, oh, they're like, they're sharing it. They're they're you know, there's there's a lot of like you can follow equally wed on Instagram or um, Buzzfeed LGBT. Uh, there's uh, dancing with her, dancing with them. These are all like wedding specific um, Instagrams uh, that you can or the advocate is like a wedding or a gay magazine that you can follow. And so they post just a lot of issues and wins and also losses, but let's share the wins. Yeah. Um, we have, we're having some more wins than, than we had the last four years. So I'm yes. a little excited for that. Uh-huh. Um, not to be political, but um, it's, it's kind of all LinkedIn. And, um, and so I just, I think sharing that um, and I, I want to, f- forewarn people because you are going to lose followers, especially if you've never shared something like this before, you might lose a few followers and don't let that deter you because you don't want to be everybody's like, yes, man, you really want to narrow down your followers and the people that are either that are like a hundred percent. Yes. Or hundred percent. No, you don't want those like mediocre people. So I think people that are going to be leaving you and I'm following you because they don't believe in what you believe in. That's great. Because why would you want to work with those people anyways, is what my, what my thought is. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. exactly. People, Any... people get worried because. Yeah. Well, it's just like people get worried because like a numbers game, but it's not a numbers game. Like I would rather have a hundred really engaged followers than a thousand mediocre followers that are not yeah. even looking at my posts. Yeah. So 100%, 100%. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's so much better for your business anyway. And, you know, totally algorithm and everything like it, that having an engaged uh, community and following mm-hmm. is so much better than, you know, having, you know, 15,000 people, but only a hundred people like your posts and nobody comments totally 
yeah and yeah, and yeah it I'm, really I'm, i've lost a lot of followers uh over the last you know a couple of years that i've been uh trying to be more inclusive and, and share more photos and share wins and mm-hmm. and all that and at first i was like oh man like i just lost it's hard at first followers you, in you, a day you take it personally yeah yeah and i'm like yeah. well, who who was this who left like <laughs> why, why did you leave and then uh yeah like the the other day i you know i posted um a, a couple of my grooms uh from you know a year ago or so uh because they were out at the open house that i was doing and uh and lost another you know 20 30 followers that day and i was like cool peace see ya yeah. like if, totally. if, if you're not comfortable with with me and you know what what i am for then i don't think we're gonna work out as uh like the client uh photographer relationship um coming to uh coming to that realization of like it if they're leaving then it's better for you because that wouldn't have been a great relationship uh working with them anyway totally yeah yeah i love like because i'm so like i just market towards the lgbt Q plus community. That's like literally all I market to, mm-hmm. but I gather some heterosexual couples along the way. And I just love it. Cause I, 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 it just makes me feel so happy that they are so progressive, I guess. I just not even the right word, but just inclusive. And, and yeah. they love that I share so much and, and are so forthcoming in the community. And mm-hmm. it makes me, I don't know, just love them so much more because. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for, um, for like photographers who, and we kind of already talked on, you know, having inclusive language on your website, social media, all, you know, contact forums, all of those, but if they don't have any photos of LGBTQ T plus, uh, community, um, you know, what, uh, what are, what are some steps that they could kind of take, uh, you know, would, setting up styled shoots or setting up, uh, you know, doing model calls or something like that, what would be a good? Well, there's a few thoughts like in the industry. Um, Oh, my dog is going crazy. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's a few thoughts on styled shoots, um, because there is like tokenism. And so if you're specifically seeking out just a queer couple for this photo shoot, um, it, it, you can just be like you're you're tokening them so that you can just market towards which is the whole point but it just it it feels a little icky i think sometimes yeah um but i think really changing copy on your website will bring those people in sharing on your stories will bring those people in um and then to just get some photos um i would say join a local queer community and you could just offer a free shoot and you could just market straight to that queer community so you're not saying hey like in your general facebook group like Mm -hmm. i'm offering a free shoot and then you have to like weed through those people or you're looking for a specific person you could offer a free shoot to a specific like every every facebook i mean every community has their own little facebook group and so just like google lgbt your city and I'm sure you'll find some kind of group and you could offer that those that free session. Um, also ask around fan, friends and family. I'm sure you have somebody who knows somebody mm-hmm. that is a part of the community. So um, offer a free 
photo shoot, just so that you also feel comfortable. I mean, sometimes people get a little like messed up in posing just in terms of like, oh, this is like traditional, like masculine side, but now I have two women. Like, how do I pose somebody that's not a woman and a man? Right. And so I think it's, I think, I mean, just asking around just as when you're starting out and you're trying to get content. Now you just got to look for content that's more specialized into um, being inclusive. And um, in terms of posing, whenever you are posing people, my biggest tip is to just do the same thing, both sides. <laughs> like if somebody is like um, nuzzling in, just switch around and have the other person nuzzle in. Like it creates a good variety um, in your poses and, um, that way you're not focusing on like one person. I feel like a lot of, I mean, just in general, a lot of wedding photos are geared towards like what, like the bride mostly they're just like always, always the bride looking at the camera. And then the guy is just kind of like there, mm-hmm. but I don't like that. I, I like Standing, it to be more facing away from the camera. And... <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I think that it's important and, and it'll help you in your overall posing to get everybody kind of involved in the photo. And so it's not just um, the bride looking at the camera um, or the feminine one looking at the camera, which is like, just like how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love, and, I love that. I think that yeah. it's, it's so, so good um, to not have those roles uh, you know, even in hetero couples, um, because mm-hmm. I, I for sure did that. I mean, I used, I made fun of the, you know, the groom facing away and then the, you know, bride, like, you know, wrapped around yeah. his looking at the camera because <laughs> I did that pose. I used to do that. And, um, yeah, it, it got where, um, you know, I, I see, I see that question in a lot of Facebook groups of, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, photographing my first same-sex couple. I'm very excited. I have no idea what to do with poses. I'm like, do the same poses <laughs> that yeah. you normally they, do with any of your they're couples. They're just two humans, two and you humans. just got to make them mingle. Yeah, yeah. And well, if one and like, is more feminine, like, that's going to show in their personalities. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of lean that way with your normal posing or whatever, or, you know, mix it up, do whatever. I mean, I, I do a bunch totally. of actions and stuff, so I don't necessarily have, like, the more masculine, more feminine style or side poses. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I think I think that's uh, that's really helpful kind of switching with every couple you know totally and if you're doing a a a same-sex wedding or an lgbtq plus wedding for the first time and you're nervous i mean in my business i include engagement sessions whether or not it's in their package i just include them in all of my um all of my couples because i need to create that connection before their wedding day um and so when i do that when I create their engagement. I send them off their gallery. They favorite their images, download their images. Now I go back and I look at those images and I say, okay, they really liked these poses. They really, so on the wedding day, I just replicate those same poses that they love. Yeah. And that's, um, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, because on the wedding day, you have so much less time. You have a third or a fourth of the time that you did on an engagement session. Yeah. And so you really have to narrow down all the weed out, all the ones that they're just like, meh. And so really focus mm-hmm. on what they liked. And then that'll just help highlight their personality on their wedding day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if if you, they're not 
favoriting anything, look at what they changed their profile picture to, and then do that pose on their wedding day. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Look at what they're sharing, what they downloaded, um, what they favorited. Yeah. All of it. I, I, I'm kind of a stalker. I look at all my clients like information. Yeah. Yeah. Like we did the the whole open house yesterday and, uh, and I went through and I Facebook stalked all the couples and yes. I was like, oh, oh, ooh, cool. Yeah. You're into true crime too. This, this will be fun whenever we're, <laughs> when we're doing totally. the session. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, inst- Instagram stalker too. Um, uh, which I feel like, <clears throat> that can be creepy if you're a creepy person. Um, but, but I feel like it's more endearing that I want to, you know, get to know them and, and not be like, Oh wait, uh, sorry. What was your name? Like I've been talking to you, emailing you, but what was your name? Uh, like at mm-hmm. that session, I, I find that that's, uh, like if I was the, you know, the partner that wasn't in communication and then the photographer shows up and was like all right hey and what's your name (laughs) be like seriously yeah like i have uh, now now i have zero connection to you at all for sure Um, yeah and like kind of a loss of respect like (laughs) just like you didn't do your your due diligence to like know who's all coming to your shoot like that's maybe that's just me projecting but that's just how how i feel a little bit yeah, me too. And I feel like, you know, relationships are so important um, and and getting to know them. I, anything that I can glean off of their social media uh, with like how they interact with each other, because uh, sometimes even just looking through their profile pictures or, you know, photos that they post on Instagram, you can see oh, they're super lovey-dovey. Like, they're going to be all about the cuddle pictures. They're going to be mm-hmm. a little bit more romantic or, you know, they don't like to touch each other. So we're going to, we're this <laughs> a little bit more difficult, but we, we've got some some poses and some stuff to do. Um, but yeah, so kind of like before we, before we uh, kind of in, in this conversation, uh, which I've mm-hmm. I, I I just looked at the time and I was like, have we been talking <laughs> that long already? This is amazing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what are like either to kind of summarize what we've already talked about or or just to add some more steps? Um, what are a couple things that as a photographer, as a business owner, I mean, we have other business owners, uh, you know, bakers, calligraphers, we've got florists and, and everyone in the podcast group listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. What are some things that they can do um, today, this week, uh, to kind of move forward in uh, being more inclusive? Well, I definitely think um, reviewing your website would be the first step is reviewing your website, making sure that your inclusive language on your inquiry form, on your website copy, like you had mentioned, um, including pronouns. If you want, make sure you don't say preferred pronouns and um, your client communication materials. So like you said, engagement guide, style guide, um, wedding guide, whatever guides you're giving out. Um, or right now we're in like wedding event or um wedding show season and so if you're going i'm sure you already printed your wedding show materials but if they say bride and groom i would 100 percent go and reprint those and make sure that it's more inclusive um and uh also we didn't really talk about this but 
talking with your vendor team, if you're working with a bunch of other um, or associates, if you're working with a bunch of people in your business, making sure you guys are all on the same page um, and discussing your inclusive inclusivity in your business and making sure that you guys are all, even if you like, if you're at a venue and you have catering staff and this is a LGBTQ plus wedding, just making sure that you maybe have a conversation with just, you know, there's things that happen at an LGBTQ wedding that might not happen at a straight wedding. Like I've had many drag queens show up and do like full on performances, but if like the caterers were like staring at the drag performance being like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's not going to be a great, <laughs> um, yeah, great outlook on your guys' couples. So just making sure that you communicate with all of the people that are involved that are under your brand or your business, making sure you guys are all inclusive and that you guys are vocalizing that. Um, so I would say those things, um, also sharing stories on your Instagram, um, pride month is in June. So a few months away, but uh-huh. you guys can, um, prepare for pride month, share, share photos, share stories. Um, even just like, if you have any personal stories about somebody that you know is gay, you can, um, kind of talk to them and say like, Hey, can you just like, look over my website, look over my, my stuff. Can you see, is there anything that maybe like makes me feel, makes me seem exclusive and not inclusive? I think that'd be a good start. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I love it. Yeah. That's some, that's some good, uh, some good homework to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's great. And we'll have, um, you know, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we'll have all of this in the, sh- in the show notes, uh, those steps, uh, any, any resources that we talked about, um, in the show will all be there. Uh, you can go download those things, find those links. Um, but yeah, well, okay. So before we wrap up, uh, we got a little segment of the show called, uh, you know, where we talk about, um, what we're loving this week. Yes. Um, so it could be really anything, um, you know, movies, shows, books could be the weather. Um, if you have something, Uh, I'm loving all those things. It's raining right now in California, which is just like all Californians are like praying right now because it's Uh amazing. (laughs) Um, And I just started Wings last night, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it was like an old cartoon. And now it's like Fate of the Wings or something. I don't know. It's Netflix. It's like, it's pretty good. It's like Harry Potter-ish with girls. Cool. Yeah, you should check it out. Fate of the Wings? Winks. W I N. Okay. Okay. X, you, said, yeah. you said wings and I was thinking like the like the nineties uh TV show. <laughs> and uh, That's what it's based off of. The nineties cartoon. Oh, okay. Oh cool. The, the yeah, it's based off of that. So okay. it's just like a little nostalgic. Nice. I just started it. I'm only like two episodes in, but I'm loving it. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you said that was on Netflix? Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's well, good. cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a good, uh, good kind of you know show to just kind of have on. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, so I um, I'm loving a couple of things. So um, my my wife and I are not like super big into superhero like action Marvel type stuff Mm -hmm. um, but we enjoy them uh whenever we've watched 
you know, like a Captain America or whatever back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so we decided we have Disney Plus, and we were like, we're just gonna go through like timeline wise and watch oh, all. Oh shit! The movies. <laughs> That's so, a commitment. It is a commitment, and it'll probably take us six months um, because we don't. I mean, we have three kids; we don't have a ton of time to watch movies. That's um, true. And we had already seen. I think Captain America was the first one timeline wise. Uh, so we just watched uh, Captain Marvel and it was great. We both, nice. we both enjoyed it a lot. Um, so yeah. I'm also not into a lot of superhero action movies or mm-hmm. I'm into action movies, but not superhero like DC Marvel. Yeah. And I want to be, because I feel like a lot of my clients are. <laughs> so like yeah. sometimes when they're like talking about it, I'm like, Ooh, I uh-huh. don't know at all so yep. i feel like sometimes i just like keep you up with the joneses i gotta like watch these movies to like yeah. be relevant that's kind of like half of it was, <laughs> like, we have so many people that are like oh you haven't seen this yet and like we love uh like <clears throat> black panther is probably one of our favorite uh superhero yeah. movies, and we watched that for sure saw that, that one yeah. yeah and like as we're going through the list of everything we're like we'll, we'll definitely watch that one again and you know thor ragnarok or whatever uh just some that we've seen before that we'll rewatch, but yeah, we're it. We were neither of us were into comic books or anything as kids, mm-hmm. so we don't have that nostalgic tie for sure that a lot of people do. Um, but I mean, they're 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 decent uh, movies, and they're they're all tied together, and I like those. Kind yeah. Of spider web intertwined yeah yeah i do love it and i know that i'll love it once i start watching them but it just Mm -hmm. as you said how many movies are there like it just seems like a big feat like (laughs) there's 10 alone that we have not seen uh so i don't even know how like double that Yeah, because I I'm not I'm just not like a movie person. Not a not a movie person. I'm just not a going to the movies kind of person, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And yes. so I don't know. And now with the pandemic, like you can go to the movies. So everyone is <laughs> not going to the movies type person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Cool. Well, now you've inspired me to start watching all the movies. So yeah. I'll add it to my to do list. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, it's good. I mean, we're two movies in, so uh, I can't talk about the rest of them. But the first two were really good, um, and we've been wanting to watch Captain Marvel for a while. Uh, so it was it was nice. We watched that last night uh, until like one one or two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then oh, the other thing that I'm loving is uh, the new app uh, Clubhouse. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I have an Android. <laughs> Me too, but I have, uh, like my, I used to have an old iPhone, uh, and it still works. So shut up. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to log in and see if it works. And, uh, and it does. I have an old iPhone somewhere. I need to go find it. Yeah. I had to like, you know, go through drawers to find the old thing and old plugs and everything, but, uh, but it worked. Um, or if you have an iPad, you can also get it on there. Um, I have an iPad. I just don't know if it's as updated as it needs to be. Like it doesn't have to be like generation six or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I think generation six for the iPhone, I think most of the iPods work. 
I don't know. You can try it. Um, But yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting. And if if you don't know what uh, Clubhouse is, it's a a new kind of social media app, but it's all audio uh, based, Um, Mm -hmm. actually like completely audio based. There's you can't just type text or update your status or anything. Um, And it's, it's it's pretty cool. I've been able to you know, uh, ask to be on the stage with, uh, you know, six and, you know, seven, eight figure, uh, business owners. And they're talking about, you know, different business stuff, marketing, wedding. For totally. Uh, it makes me sad. Like I want to be a part of the group, but I feel like I'm a part, I'm in so many like Facebook groups and a lot uh, of them are just moving their conversations from Facebook live to clubhouse. I know. And I, I get it, but I'm like, but what about me? Yeah. There are so many of us androids out there. Yeah. <laughs> because we can I'm do waiting. so much more with our phones. I know. I know. But then Apple has to release stuff to their personal, like. I know. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I did hear that they only have like eight employees, though. So like that they're like really overwhelmed. Wow. In oh, terms lovely. of how. Yeah. How it's picked up. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's still in the beta stage. Yeah. Uh, so it's like invite only and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been interesting. I haven't like started any, uh, any clubs or rooms uh, to teach yet. Um, still kind of figuring out how the app works and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been pretty cool. Had some good conversations over there uh, with people that I wouldn't have, uh, been able to talk to otherwise um but yeah i'm also kind of sad that a lot of the facebook groups are just like hey we're gonna be over here at uh in this clubhouse group at 5 p.m today so come join us i'm like well you could yeah here too (laughs) like that would also be cool does clubhouse save the recordings or it's just live and you miss it it is live and you miss it oh yeah because one of my mentors, <laughs> he's out in the uh, uh, the East Coast and mm-hmm. starts a uh, a group at 5 a.m. every day. And I'm like, cool. that's 4 a.m. for me, uh, which is yeah. like 2 a.m. for you. And yeah. like that is, uh, I, w- I want to join in, but I am not going to wake up at 4 to, to sit on a nap. Uh, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see like what the app turns into um, and how it goes. Um, Community-wise, they have talked about opening it up to Androids soon. So Yay. that is a plus. That way I can uh, have a decent phone. <laughs> to, to, yeah. Because <laughs> the other one, the battery dies in like 30 minutes. Uh, it goes oh, from yeah. 100 to 20% in like so fast. Uh, I mean, why would you even unplug it? You should just like leave it plugged in all the time. Well, it doesn't charge unless it's turned off. <laughs> so oh my God. it's that messed up, but it's still like, it works enough <laughs> to where, so uh, yeah, I definitely couldn't host a room for a full hour and be like, all right, guys, I got yeah. three minutes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but, but yeah, well, cool. Well, um, Michelle, well, thank you so much been, for having me. Yeah, it has been so, so much fun. I have really enjoyed our conversation. Where can people find you? Where can they follow along? So my uh, website is gunshot. Uh, gun is G-U-N-N, shot, S-H-O-T, photo.com. And um, on Instagram, gunshot photo. 
Uh, and that's, I mean, I'm on TikTok, but like barely, so can follow me there, but <laughs> not much. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly a then, watcher over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get sucked in. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead and reach out to me if you have any more questions or um, you just want to know more, have some more information. I'm here for you guys. Sweet. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. It's been yeah, great. thank you. Y'all, this was such a great conversation with Michelle. We have detailed notes on how to be an ally and have inclusive language, and all of that is in the show notes. We also have links to the resources and the Instagram accounts that Michelle shared with us, as well as where to find her and follow her online. I also added a link to that wedding guide that I mentioned with the inclusive language, so just head over to the show notes for all the things. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us and make it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. And I'd love it if you would subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to join us next time, you can join our Facebook community by searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast Group. This episode is edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at LightDarkCo. You can follow me at AllHeartPhoto, and you can follow our guest, Michelle, at GunshotPhoto with two N's. And you can check out the show notes for all the things at LightDarkCo.com slash podcast slash 53. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.